What's up, guys? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for Monday, March 29th, 2021. It's my brother's birthday tomorrow, and I'm in a great mood because, uh, you know, I'd been teasing for a couple weeks at this point that this was going to be a major week for locals, and I can't, I just can't say too much publicly this very second. However, those of you who are members at rubenreport.locals.com know what happened. It went down on Friday and we will have more info to share publicly over the next couple of days. Although some of you who are the more keen internet sleuths may be able to figure out what's what, but lots of good stuff happening. I'm really in a great mood. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, whether you celebrated Passover, did a couple seders, ate some matzah, I'm a little stopped up, or whether you celebrated Palm Sunday yesterday, or whether you did absolutely nothing, any of those three would be just fine. Actually, we do have a really interesting conversation happening right now without trolls and bots in the locals community about the importance of these stories, of these biblical stories and historical stories happening right now at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, if you want to check that out. And as always, click that subscribe button and that notification bell. We are doing four stories. They're all over the political map for you today. And yeah, I am feeling good today and I'm highly caffeinated. I already did an interview, got a couple things later. It's gonna be a big day, people. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Joe Biden. Uh, he had Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player in the Oval Office talking about the gender wage gap. And guys, just because you have purple hair doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. She got the whole thing wrong. We'll get to that. Uh, Ted Cruz went to the border facility, the place where they're keeping kids in cages, although we don't call that anymore because Orange Man is gone. Uh, and the, the worker there, the, he caught her on video. It's just completely bananas. We'll get to that. Then uh, you guys remember the infallible Fauci. We haven't talked about him in a couple days. Uh, he has more comments on children with masks and uh, much to his chagrin, I'm gonna show you some statistics about children and COVID and you might start realizing that the infallible Fauci is quite fallible. Uh, and then finally, and we really debated whether to, to, to do this story or not. There was an absolutely horrific carjacking in DC this weekend and I think it is worth showing, we're gonna, we're gonna show you most of the video, not the most graphic parts of it, uh, because I really wanna focus on how the media only covers some stories depending on narrative, right? So if they can pin it as a white guy doing something bad to brown people, then we run with it, even if that narrative is true or not. In this case, it didn't fit the narrative, and it's a horrific thing, all caught on video, that if the races of the people had been a little bit different, would be the number one trending thing, and you're not gonna see this story on, on CNN, it'll probably not make any coverage in the New York Times or anything else. Uh, before we get to all that, I'm actually thrilled to have a new sponsor today. I just told you guys I'm caffeinated, it's true, watch this. And I'm absolutely thrilled to finally welcome Black Rifle Coffee Company as a new sponsor to the Rubin Report. You know, Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America, yeah, there are still people who love America. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Hafer spent over seven years on the ground overseas with US Special Forces and as a CIA contractor. Evan even modified his gun tracks during the invasion of Iraq to grind coffee anywhere. Giving back to those who serve is at the core of Black Rifle Coffee Company's culture. In 2020, Black Rifle Coffee donated more than six million cups of coffee to deployed soldiers, law enforcement, and medical workers through 
through their signature buy a bag, give a bag initiatives. This month, Black Rifle Coffee Company is introducing a new line of ready to drink canned coffee. The new 15 ounce cans come with 300 milligrams of caffeine per can, 100% Colombian coffee, high quality ingredients, and an energizing blend of MCT oil and amino acids to fuel your energy and focus for whatever mission lies ahead. Whether you're on a big hunt or a cross-country road trip, Ready to Drink 300 gives you a convenient way to enjoy your premium coffee when you don't have the time to or equipment to make your own brew. Be among the first to try the new 300 in two delicious flavors, caramel, vanilla, and rich mocha. Order your coffee today at blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben and use promo code Ruben for 20% off your first purchase. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben. Make your mornings better with Black Rifle Coffee. And now back to me. And I just wanna say I'm thrilled finally that we got uh, Black Rifle as a sponsor because uh, you guys know my feelings about coffee. I was buying their coffee anyway and obviously the message is, is just great. So, uh, so please do. Uh, here's to you, Black Rifle Coffee. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, Joe Biden. I'm not gonna say anything about his cognitive abilities today, although I guess I just did at some level. Uh, but he had Megan Rapinoe in the Oval Office the other day. And uh, Megan is on the US soccer team. And you may remember after uh, the big match, she sort of became a star. She's got purple hair. I guess she's a lesbian, fantastic. Uh, but she was in the Oval Office talking about the gender wage gap, and there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. So let's take a look at the video. My first teaching job, I was hired and I made $7,500, and a man was hired at the same time, and they offered him $10,000. I've helped win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. Despite those wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. The strength of unequal pay rests on the notion of unequal value. It is an issue of equity. Invest in women, then let's talk again when you see the return. It's even tougher for women of color. Yes. <laughs> and when we talk about equal pay, we always talk about the 80 cents on the dollar, 85 cents, and it's real, that's not, that's not the number. It's about 52 cents for a yeah. Hispanic woman. No, I think there was a huge seismic shift last year. Inequities in our society were sort of laid very bare. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. I think a lot of white people, especially, mm -hmm. dropped the innocence part of it and mm -hmm. realized that you know we have to do more. Now we need to couple it with the government approach and you know with bills and legislation and, and all of that to go along with the change that we are seeing in society. Oh, buzzword palooza! Equity, white people, government solutions. My God, all right, there's a lot to do here. So first off, I just wanna say something about Megan Rapinoe. Now, first off, I don't like soccer. I don't care about soccer. I'm an American, most of us don't really care about soccer. Nobody can really name five American soccer players, male or female. I think there's a soccer league, right? We don't, it's not really our sport, right? We like football, we like basketball, we like baseball, but so be it. This isn't about soccer per se, but I just want you to really think for a second before we dive into all the specifics and, and the numbers, I'm gonna show you numbers, okay? You're not gonna believe it, numbers and statistics. Um, the idea that a World Cup winning female soccer player who is treated like a god, no, no doubt has endless endorsements and plenty of money. I assure you, she's got plenty of money and is treated only like a queen wherever she goes. The idea that she has now decided to make the fact, the simple fact that male soccer players make more money than female soccer's, 
soccer players, to make that a real issue is so dangerous. And the reason it's dangerous is that men and women are different. This is just the truth. There are an awful lot of men who can dunk. There aren't a lot of women who can dunk. That's a basketball reference. I don't know what the soccer equivalent, or I guess there's a lot of men who can do a bicycle kick and maybe not a lot of women that can do a bicycle kick. I'm not even sure. I'm not even totally sure what a bicycle kick is. Is that when you flip over and it's over your head? I don't know. The point is more people go to see men's soccer. Men are generally stronger and faster and more athletic. Generally speaking, the level of competition is higher. That's why if we only had one league, right? If we only had one league, then there would be basically no women in that league. Maybe one or two women could make it into that league, but probably not, right? I mean, think about the WNBA. Would the best WNBA player be able to make an NBA team roster? 99.9% chance, no. Whoever the best WNBA player in history was, uh, Cynthia Cooper, I liked her in the mid 90s, uh, or uh, Sue Ball, or whoever it might be, like they would have no chance. They would be a very tiny, weak player in the men's league. That just is, that's, but by the way, then women can have their own leagues and play in those things. But if people don't go to those games, like think about when, remember back in the day, back in my day, uh, people used to attend uh, basketball games. You'd go out and you'd buy popcorn and you'd yell with other people and you'd paint your face and all sorts of crazy things. I know it's hard to believe, son, but we used to do that. Well, if a lot of people show up to the mail game or a lot of people watch the mail game on TV and the ratings go up, thus advertisers put more money in, well then the teams can pay the players more money. People don't go to WNBA games. They don't really watch them. They don't really watch women's soccer. That's not to say nobody does. It's not even to say one is better than the other and it's not to say men are better than women. We get all that stuff. You guys get all that stuff. But the dangerous part here is that she's decided with all of the privileges, her words, not mine, that, that she enjoys in life, she gets to play soccer for a living. Any one of us would kill to do what you love for a living. I get to do it with what I love for a living. It was a lot of work to get here, but everything being equal, I would rather be in the NBA. Yes, I'm 44. I have a blown out uh, knee, uh, ACL in my knee. I don't even have an ACL in my left knee. I got a bad right ankle. I got a bum shoulder and I'm only 5'11 and a half. I'd like to say I'm six feet, but the point is, you're, you're so lucky, you get to do what you want and you've decided to make the gender pay gap an issue. And by the way, the gender pay gap isn't even an issue. So she says something about it being a 20, uh, you know, that they're getting basically 80 cents on the dollar, which Joe Biden comes back. He says something and for, I think he says for Latino women or something, it's 51 cents on an hour, uh, on, the, on the hour and all of this stuff. And it's like, well, actually, um, no, that's not true. You're not gonna believe this, guys. Christina Hoff Summers, who you know is a friend of mine and she's been on the show. She's known as the factual feminist right here on YouTube. She wrote a piece in Time Magazine a couple of years back. Uh, let me read it for you directly. The 23 cent gender pay gap is simply the difference between the average earnings of all men and women working full time. It does not account for differences in occupations, positions, education, job tenure, or hours worked per week. When such relevant factors are considered, the wage gap narrows to the point of vanishing. Okay, so there's a little bit there. The point is men and women choose different things. Women are generally more interested in people. Men are generally more interested in things, which is why you get more women that are nurses and more men that are engineers. Now the social justice warriors and Sweden has a huge problem with this, which has a total meritocracy where people can do whatever they want. They now, because they 
allowed people to do whatever they want, just as we allow people to do whatever they want here in America. They said, okay, everyone do whatever you want. And then still more women became nurses, more men became engineers. And now they're tr the, basically the social justice warriors are trying to force more women to become engineers and more men to become Gaylord Fokker and become nurses. That's not to say there's anything bad about male nursing, okay? But the point is we are just different. Also, women can have children. That's not something to be shameful of. That's pretty freaking spectacular, the miracle of birth. Women can do that. People are different. Immutable characteristics related to our gender has some meaning in the world and we all do different things. Men may wanna work longer hours for whatever reason. It might, you know, like there's hunter-gatherer aspects to all of this and all of this stuff. But the point is, and this is what Christina's saying, when you take what jobs people go into, the type of hours they wanna put into it. By the way, th this all, what, what sits underneath all of this is somehow that being a mother who stays at home to take care of the kids as if somehow that is a negative thing. And this is something the left has been pushing on us forever, and it simply is not. I can tell you in my family, I'm the oldest of three kids. Before I was born, my mom worked and my dad worked. Uh, then I was born, and then my brother was born and my sister was born, and my mom took that 15-year chunk and did not work. Then when we were all out, when we were all grown up, by the time my sister, who I'm nine years older than, uh, then, by the time she was old enough, my mom went back to work and it was her choice. But it was great, guess what? Someone, my mom, let us out of the house in the morning, was home when we got home from school, made us snacks, made us dinner. These were all great things. The idea that we've whittled the world down into what you do for a living, meaning your vocation, and how much you get paid for that vocation, and that that should be exactly what someone else gets paid, is just sort of bananas. And what is she, you know, when they say equity, so what is she really saying? What is she really saying here? We want equity. So what you're saying is, okay, so if the men earn all of the money here, and we're playing here and not that many people come see us, we don't earn that much, we just automatically should be able to take their money. And of course, in her mind, in the world of equity, in the world where nothing has value, and you can just take from whoever you want for whatever reasons you want, and you have a president with dementia sitting there placating to it, ah, I said I wasn't gonna, do any Biden stuff, ah, what are you gonna do? Um, we got a big problem on our hands. Um, but this more so, beyond the statistics, which I think you guys get, the choices, which I think you guys get, this more the idea that she's using her pulpit where she could be doing such good for, for girls. If she, if she cares about young girls like wanting to play soccer and do what they love or whatever that might be, it's like she could be inspiring so many people right now. Does that sound inspiring what she's going for there? That no, I don't get paid enough money to play soccer. Okay, and then these idiots sitting in the White House, it's just, oh, and then of course the line about white people. Of course this is, whose fault really is this people? Well, white people, because you know, white people have been doing this forever just like this. God, these morons. Guys, let's talk about ExpressVPN before we get to the next story. You know, social media and big tech are bulldozing over our rights and freedoms. Until every last voice of dissent has been silenced, it will not stop. I think you know that to be true. Are you guys gonna be bold enough to stand in their way? Now you could just deactivate all your social media accounts, but that would be giving cancel culture cult exactly what they wanted in the first place. Instead of letting big tech sites revoke your right to free speech, why not revoke their right to your data? That's why I chose to protect my online data using ExpressVPN. Ever wondered how free to access social media companies make all their money? Well, by tracking your searches, video history, and everything you click on, and then by selling your valuable data. When you use ExpressVPN, you can anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. That makes your activity much more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from eavesdroppers on your network. 
And the ExpressVPN app couldn't be easier to set up. You just tap one button on your phone or computer and you're good to go. It's finally time to say no to censorship and take back your online privacy with the VPN I trust at expressvpn.com slash Ruben. And by visiting my link of expressvpn.com slash Ruben, you can get a month, uh, sorry, you can get three months of service for free, not bad. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash Ruben, expressvpn.com slash Ruben to protect your data today. And now back to me. All right, guys, I wanna talk to you about kids in cages. These were uh, things that we cared about couple months ago, you remember uh, we had this orange man and he had these, this crazy hair and a funny way of speaking, and he put kids in cages and people compared it to Auschwitz and all of these horrific comparisons that are an erasure of history, but everyone, the media was outraged, even though, although this wasn't really covered on mainstream media, it was the Obama administration that had set up these cages. Uh, at that time, Obama, he's a nice, good, progressive Democrat. He has nice teeth, he smiles, speaks well. So, you know, you can do all that stuff. But then we had this orange man for four years and people were very upset because he put kids in cages and AOC and the rest of the progressives were constantly screaming about it. Well, now joking aside, guys, uh, we have a humanitarian crisis at the border and there are basically untold numbers of people trying to break through our border, our Southern border, much of it through Texas, they are being ushered in, told they can be here. We're getting very mixed messages from the administration. Come, don't come, maybe come, hang out for a little bit. We'll see what's going on. But there truly is a border crisis. The media is not trusting it in any way, honestly. Ted Cruz went to the facility. This is either from Saturday or from yesterday, I'm not sure. Uh, but he went to the facility and this, this video is truly mind-blowing. And I, just to frame it for you a little bit, not only watch what's going on behind him, and, and these people wrapped up in what appear to be tinfoil to stay warm. And also we're supposed to have uh, COVID right now. I thought we we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're supposed to have you know, six foot social distancing and the rest of it. But really listen to what this woman is saying to Ted Cruz, this person who works at the facility, what she is saying to Ted Cruz as he's, all he's doing is taking video. He didn't put him in cages. All right. Give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people. So you work for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the people. Because the, the political rules. leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please respect the rules. You keep sir. standing in, in front of the pictures, Please so you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary, Please and they're designed the to keep the American the people, people in the dark. Dignity and respect. That's all we ask. Dignity well, no, it's and not. respect. You're asking, is Please. this dignity and respect? Look Please at these people. There, there's a pandemic. To the people. Let, let me ask. Ask you. There, there's a I pandemic. I ask you, sir. There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these kids? I ask you. Please Are you respecting the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right, and this is a dangerous place. Please don't treat the people. And your like policies, this. That's all unfortunately, I ask for you, sir. are trying to hide them. I understand That's you were instructed. When 18 senators came down here, I respect here, the people. Give them dignity and respect. I respect them, and I want to fix this situation. We all want and to fix this. And the administration you're working for is anymore. responsible for these conditions. Please respect the people with dignity and, and respect. And sir. I ask you to respect the, the people as well. This is not respect. I am respecting you. Respect. I am respecting is, the people. This is not respect. All right, so this is an extraordinary video. And unfortunately, no, you're not gonna see it on CNN and you're not gonna see it on MSNBC. And I don't know that they're gonna write about it in New York Times or the rest of it, right? Um, just to give you a little background, Forbes is reporting that there are over 18,000 migrant kids now in US custody. Now there's a couple things that this woman says there. She keeps repeating, please give them dignity, please give them respect. 
Now she is the spokesman for the place that is keeping these people in cages. These are in glass cages. They are wearing, you know, these, it supposedly keeps you warm, but in effect it looks like, you know, tin foil around them. We're supposed to have six foot social distancing. Are we checking if any of these people have COVID? Where are we sending them? How long are we keeping them? Are we just gonna put them into society and then they'll be allowed to stay and then have children? I mean, there's a, a gajillion things. And as I said last week, the issue is not about whether you want immigrants in the United States or not. We are a nation of immigrants. Uh, we have an extremely welcoming policy, although it is very odd because you know the same people who want all the immigrants to come are also telling us how horrible and racist and patriarchal the country is. For some reason, they never leave and they still want everyone to come here to share in the horror. It doesn't sound that nice, frankly. Um, but she keeps saying, please give them dignity and respect. Now, is it Ted Cruz that's not giving them dignity and respect, having them live like rats? in that cage, right? That, that's an overcrowded mouse cage right there, um, right? That sort of looks like when you go to Petco and they've got the mice in the cage and they're just all on top of each other about to be fed to the snake. That's kind of what that looks like right there. Um, and then she says the line that I really thought was like the key thing, this is not a zoo. This is not a zoo. Please treat them with dignity and respect. You're right, because at a zoo, you would never see anything like that. You would never see 50 lions in a cage on top of each other. Usually at a zoo, you get three lions, sometimes one, he's kind of lonely and he'd like a friend. Um, this is worse than a zoo. And these are human beings, by the way. And her misguided approach to keep telling Cruz that he's the one not offering them dignity and respect. Lady, you're working there. Now, I don't mean to make this about this lady. I would say that our entire system right now is completely corrupt. There's no accountability. There's, there's nobody in charge, right? There's nobody you're gonna get an honest answer from. Uh, from this administration, but just think, if this was happening under the scary orange man, would everyone be going bananas? Would AOC be posting this picture outside? Remember this one? This was AOC outside of the facility last time. Now, actually, she was just standing in front of an empty parking lot, and she's wearing, and her white and her face is covered by her hands and she's very, very sad. And we showed this a couple weeks ago, but then the always spectacular Candace Owens recreated that image, incredible. Candace Owens put on all white. She went to a largely abandoned parking lot and also showed how sad she was. AOC has been virtually silent on this. Where are any of the Democrats? Please show me, please, someone, I would love to be corrected here, please show me where Trump somehow did something that was so much worse than this. Because remember, when Trump did it, Auschwitz, concentration camps, I mean, these are the people that talk about cultural appropriation, they have no problem appropriating the Holocaust and calling everybody Nazis for their own purposes. Please show me how it's, it was so much worse under Trump and those cages are, are less bad cages than the cages uh, that we got right now. I mean, this is, this is absolute, insanity, and it's one of those things, the media ain't gonna show you the truth, so Godspeed to all of us. Uh, speaking of not being told the truth by the media, let's talk about the infallible Fauci. So uh, Dr. Fauci was on Face the Nation on CBS yesterday, talking about children playing together, and uh, well, let's take a look. So if parents are vaccinated, they still do need to be concerned about their unvaccinated children playing together in groups, is that right? Yeah, the children can clearly wind up getting infected. When we talk about what you can do when you're vaccinated, you can certainly have members of a family if the adults are vaccinated and you're in the home with your child, you don't need to wear a mask and you can have physical contact. When the children go out into the community, 
you want them to continue to wear masks when they're interacting with groups from multiple households. Oh, God, guys, who's listening to this guy anymore? I am not a scientician. I am not a mathematician. I am but a humble YouTuber who is trying to do something to allow people to live a little more free than our technocrats and our scientists who are always following the science and where they always end up is locking us in our houses. Uh, we've got a quote here from the AAP about children and COVID. Children were 0.0% to 0.19, that's 0.19, not 19%, 0.19% of all COVID-19 deaths. And in 10 states, they reported zero child deaths. Okay, now still, the infallible Fauci would like you to keep your kids away from other kids. We know that depression is raising with kids. We've seen all the things about suicide. We are breaking down the very bonds that make us human. We are social creatures. They know that this is all nonsense. Now schools or some schools are saying three foot social distancing instead of six. Is there any science behind that? Of course not. It's 80 degrees and sunny in Los Angeles today once again. And once again, I can't go to a restaurant because they're all still closed. I don't know at what point we just have to all just move on with our lives. I, 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 that's sort of the conclusion I was thinking, you know, when I was uh, celebrating Passover this weekend and we did the Seders, you know, it's the story of, of freedom through slavery, right? That's, that's the story of Passover. And I think actually on this Friday, we're, we're working on booking it now, I think we're gonna do a special on Passover and Easter and the messages, the important time-tested messages that we get from these holidays. But I really was thinking about it during, uh, during this Passover, and it was a lot of the discussion around the table about freedom through slavery. Like what, what were the Egyptians doing? What was the Pharaoh doing? He was keeping people in bondage, in slavery, and the people, God had a little something to do with it, but the people also had to decide, and that Moses guy had to decide to lead the people out of Egypt. At what point are we gonna lead ourselves out of Egypt? These people don't deserve our attention anymore. And I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know what it means. Do we have to build entirely new institutions and just start ignoring them? Do we really have to balkanize the United States and there'll be red states and blue states and blue people can just live bowing to the Pharaoh forever and red people will live freely? I, I mean, is that really where we're headed? But, at, but what kind of lunatic, you almost, I feel bad actually. Not what kind of lunatic. I'll back up a little bit. I feel bad actually for people that watch these Sunday shows and watch mainstream media and then, and then say, okay, my children can't play with other children or now I've been vaccinated but I still have to wear a mask or I'm not gonna see grandma one more time or I'm not gonna go to this or do that and we'll never go to outdoor concerts again or forget outdoor concerts, we'll never go to indoor concerts again, we'll never go to basketball games anymore, we'll never see people in groups, we won't do anything with our family until July 4th, Independence Day, because it's so grossly on the nose, it's disgusting. Uh, in the backyard, maybe with some family members, according, that was according to, to President Biden. You see what's going on here, guys? Like, man, we, we, gotta, we, got, we got some problems, but I'm in it with you, so, uh, so that should be fun. We'll, we'll keep playing. Uh, all right, so I wanna do this last story, and as I said earlier, we, we debated whether we were gonna show this, because you guys know my feelings on this. I'm not doing this show to enrage you, I, I'm actually doing the reverse and I hope, and I actually see most of the messages, well I don't see most of the messages, but most of the messages that I see or that my guys send me when they scan things and I, I look at everything on Locals actually. Um, but, but usually you guys 
tell me that you're smiling throughout this, you're laughing sometimes, you, you feel calmer and everything else. So I, I feel like that's just sort of my general baseline of how I wanna do this show. Um, but every now and again, a story comes across that is just like such an obvious like version, real world version of, of so much of what I'm talking about, that even though it's kind of depressing, um, we have to show it to you. So, so if you don't, we're not gonna show you the, the guy at the end who, who died, um, and some of you have already seen this video, but this is a video of a carjacking, 13 and 15 year old girls in DC, carjacking an Uber Eats driver. Um, you're gonna see the carjacking here, and then you're gonna hear the crash. We're, that's where we're gonna stop, and then I, I can explain further, but if, if you need to just not watch for a minute, this would be the time to, to stop and then join in in about 60 seconds. They're thieves. What's going on? Okay. So what happened after, so those two girls hijacked this Uber Eats driver's car. They tried to steal the car. They drove it, they crashed it. The guy was in the car. He was killed. He is now dead. His name was Mohammed Anwar. He was uh, originally from Pakistan. Um, now, all right, I wanna talk about the media part of this, but the reason I showed you this is not, it's not for the clicks and it's not for the, the sensationalism of it. First off, it's related to so many of the things we're talking about. I was in DC in December and it was a ghost town. All I saw were homeless people all over the place. Actually, I did a video that we posted on YouTube where I was walking around with Kyle Kashub. We didn't see any humans. Finally, we saw three guys. They happened to be fans of mine, which was nice, but we just saw homeless people everywhere. It, it literally looked like the beginning of a dystopian zombie movie. That's what it looked like. DC has been absolutely destroyed. And now it's even more dystopian because they've got the barbed wire everywhere and fencing and everything else. I mean, it's it's all just ridiculous. Um, but this has something to do with policing, right? So at first it's like, there's just, we know that crime is rampant right now in virtually every progressive city. Crime is on the rise in San Francisco, in, in Portland, which is completely under attack right now. We didn't even cover it, but this weekend there were more attacks on the federal courthouse in Portland, like just craziness all over the place. LA, by the way, I think maybe we'll cover this tomorrow. We just were running out of time today, but LA now is announcing, I think they're putting another 32 million into policing because after they cut the policing, you're not gonna believe what's happened over the last couple months. Do I even have to finish the sentence? I mean, I think you guys get it. In any event, these two girls, they hijack the car, the car crashes, he dies. You can actually see in the full video, which we didn't show you, that he is breathing and he's on, you know, laying down for a little bit. Nobody's helping him. Then some police get involved and they grab the girls, but nobody's helping the guy. One of the girls, she's yelling about her phone that's in the flipped car as this man is laying there dying. Now, the reason I'm showing you all of this is because I wanna talk about the media angle of it. This, this was the main driver of it. So do you remember about, what was it, about 10 days ago or so? Barely, and it's hard to remember things from 10 days ago because that's part of the process here. We just keep memory holding things and the, the media just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. But you remember there was the shooting uh, in Atlanta of the um, massage parlors and it happened to be a 21 year old white kid who did it. He says, and law enforcement is saying that it was because he had a sex addiction and he just went to shoot people. He shot eight people. Six of them happened to be Asian, two of them were white. But the media ran with, and let's show the headline, this is the CNN headline on it, white supremacy 
and hate are haunting Asian Americans. Now there was literally no evidence to prove that this had anything to do with white supremacy or that he was a white supremacist or anything else. Now, again, you guys all know that it's actually the left, the woke left that is racist against Asian people with quotas and keeping them out of schools and jobs and things of that nature. But that was the headline, okay? So a white guy shot six Asian people and two white people and it fit, it fit the narrative they wanted to craft, which is that this is about white supremacy hunting down Asian Americans. Now, yesterday what happened was those happened to be two young black girls and they killed a Pakistani man. Now, his name's Muhammad, so I assume he probably was Muslim. It's actually completely irrelevant to me, but I think we know what would happen if it was two white people that say killed a man named Muhammad, okay? But listen to the headline on CNN from yesterday about this. Police said girls 13 and 15 assaulted an Uber Eats driver with a taser while carjacking him, which led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. I just, um, I know Chris isn't gonna be happy with me. Fuck you, CNN, fuck you. The dishonest drivel that you are pushing on the American people is actually evil at this point. This type of fake news, and that is what this is, is actually driving a wedge in our ability to have a functional, decent society. Let me read that headline again. Police said girls 13 and 15 assaulted an Uber Eats driver with a taser while carjacking him, which led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. Well, police said it, we know. It's not just what police said, we know it happened because we saw it on video and it led to an accident. One of the girls was stealing the car and the man was standing there on the ledge and ended up getting killed. But the reason you wrote the headline this way, CNN, is because it doesn't fit the narrative. In this case, it was two black girls killing this Pakistani man, this Pakistani American, and it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's why the story is important to cover because so much of our division and our hatred is driven by a mainstream media that has nothing to do with journalism. These people are not journalists. And the problem for all of us that are somewhat free thinking and somewhat red-pilled and somewhat awake is what do we do knowing that so many people are still swallowing that nonsense? I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I'm really interested in finding it out and I'm gonna keep talking about it. I wanna show you one more thing. This is from Axios. This is the percentage of Americans who trust traditional media from 2012 to 2021. So, you know, roughly nine, 10 years. Um, it's dropped about 10% uh, in that time. So roughly from, you can see it's around 56%. Uh, you know, when this started in 2012 and now in 2021, it's at 46%. That seems high to me. Trusted mainstream media should be way lower than that. It should be about 20%. It should be about 20% and, and I'd love to know more about that, that poll in and of itself. Whew, all right guys, we did a lot here today. It's gonna be a busy week. Um, oh, and I don't wanna say too much because I don't know if this can be fully public yet, but I will be in New York City next Monday one week from today. Why would one be in New York City one week from today? Interesting, curious, you might say. Guys, part one of my interview with Fox meteorologist Janice Dean, who this truly, I know I've done a lot of interviews. Uh, it is one of the most enjoyable interviews I've ever done. She is just such a fascinating woman. And what you may not know about her, what sort of put her on the map in the last year, um, although she's been a meteorologist for many, many years, is that her parents, her, her in-laws, I should say, 
uh, both died of COVID after they were put back in nursing homes by the order from Andrew Cuomo. And she went very public about this and she's become just an absolute fighter and all-star. And you guys know, I like people that fight. I like people that do. And there's a rumor out there that she might even run for governor, who knows? Uh, she's got a new book, Make Your Own Sunshine, which is really spectacular, we talk about that, but we mostly focus on uh, what's going on with the lockdowns and, and Cuomo and just the terrible decisions that uh, have been made out of New York. So do check that out. And actually the full episode is already up at rubenreport.locals.com. All right, guys, I hope I gave you a little something today. You always give me a little something and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.